Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host, Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders, as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet. Well, hello, rental world. I'm your host, Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting live from New Orleans, where we just had a great Mardi Gras a week ago, uh, but kind of glad it's over. It's time to get back to business. Today's show was sponsored by WGO Consulting and the James Waite Law Firm, best in rental contracts and representing buyers and sellers. As always, a big thank you to all my faithful followers. Tell your friends and associates, as you know, the podcasts live on. Don't forget about the book entitled Screw You, The Comeback is Always Stronger Than the Setback. It's about careers and business in the rental industry. Available on Amazon and some valuable lessons to be learned. Because you know what? You never know what's around the corner. And it looks like the new ANSI standards have been moved back yet again. Now till June 1st. Right. We'll see when it actually happens. Uh, all of us need to uh, say a prayer for the victims of the Tennessee tornadoes, as well as this uh, coronavirus victims. Let's pray that things don't get crazy here in the United States. It could affect everybody. Please let me know if there's a guest or subject you'd like to have on the show, and I'll do my best to get them. As always, you can reach me at rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com, or you can call or text me at 504-615-0540. Let me know what you think about the show. So let's get to today's subject. I don't know of any company, especially in equipment rental in the equipment rental industry, that doesn't strive for excellence in serving their customers, especially in the very, very competitive market that surrounds us. What makes us excellent? Is it best equipment, best rates, best service, best personnel? What? My research tells me that in many cases, excellence has lost its meaning. And by the way, I'm not pointing the finger at any particular company, just an interesting subject matter to explore. So, why has excellence lost its meaning and how to fix it? There are four ways to build a culture of quality in everything you do. And there's a quote, be a yardstick of quality. Some people aren't used to an environment where excellence is expected. This quote by Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs advised on the importance of maintaining high standards. And yet, these words, excellence and quality, have become so relentlessly overused and misapplied that they've largely become meaningless. With every company that promises a commitment to quality while selling marginal products, the notion of excellence becomes diluted. With every organization that claims to prioritize excellence, yet rewards employees for contrasting behaviors, we further distance these words from their meaning and the ideals that they represent. If you look on the websites of many companies, it'll say that service, quality, and safety are top priorities. They promise that every one of their employees is guided by their company pledge or company culture, a subject that we've discussed 
many, many times on this show. I always put safety first. I look for and act to resolve unsafe situations. I help and encourage others to act safely. Which all sounds good, and for all customers, it's a critical pursuit. But accidents happen. But what about the safety pledge? How could this happen when the website is so clear? How could something happen when the company clearly values safety and quality so much? I suppose that putting some buzzwords and promises on a website doesn't make it a reality. It's relatively easy to put some claims on a website, and it doesn't take much to throw some motivational posters on the wall or have senior management give some rousing speeches. Yet none of this leads to a culture of excellence. And here's a quote. To ensure quality, then, excellence must be an earned word, attributed by others to us, not proclaimed by us about ourselves. It is the responsibility of good leaders to make sure that words remain attached to the meanings and ideals they represent. The question then becomes, for others to attribute these words to us, what would we want them to see? If our company truly embraced a commitment to excellence, how would that show itself? And based on experiences, the answer comes down to four main methods. One, first, there's no gap between leadership words and behaviors. I wouldn't ask anyone to do anything I wouldn't do myself. I think we've all probably said that to somebody at some stage of our careers. But in order to instill a vision and values throughout an organization, leaders must communicate it consistently and effectively. But that's not enough. Leaders also need to live the, the vision. They need to consistently demonstrate the values every day, regardless of the situation. When leaders fail to do this, when there's a gap between what they say and what they do, people quickly become disillusioned over the true priorities of the organization. In the wise words of Norman Vincent Peale, and he quotes, nothing is more confusing than people who give good advice but set a bad example. Good leaders realize that with every action they take, they're setting an example for others. With each decision, they're either reinforcing a vision of excellence or detracting from it. To develop a culture of quality and excellence, there cannot be a gap between what leaders say and what they do. And as the old saying goes, Followers may doubt what their leaders say, but they usually believe what they do. Next, every employee feels responsible for excellence. Responsibility 
equals accountability equals ownership. And a sense of ownership is the most powerful weapon a team or organization can have. In Lynchpin, Seth Garden cites the words of General Charles Krulak, who theorized that in an age of constant accessibility, the corporal and soldiers in the fields would have more leverage than ever before. And in his words, he said, in many cases, the individual Marine will be the most conspicuous symbol of American foreign policy and will potentially influence not only the immediate tactical situation, but the operational and strategic levels as well. Point being, the future of our organizations will be in the hands of the people in the field, not the generals back home. Quality and excellence can only be achieved by the people who actually perform the work. And in order to do this, management needs to give them the freedom to make the right decisions. In too many companies, we try to proceduralize performance. Management develops step-by-step procedures to ensure that people do their job right every time. But preventing errors and demanding compliance are very different than pursuing excellence. For one, there's something inherently wrong with the business model of hiring bright people, training them extensively, and then telling them that the most important thing to follow is a procedure. But more importantly, the more that management tries to think for our employees, the less we teach people to think for themselves and what organization can achieve excellence when only about 5% of their people are committed to thinking independently and looking for new opportunities to add value. One of the defining traits of a company that's committed to excellence is that employees are free to apply judgment and do what's right, especially in situations that fall outside the rules. And we all know this happens quite a bit in our industry. Every rental is just a little bit different from the next one. People need guidelines and training to help them act responsibly. And they need clarity on the company's vision to act in its best interest. But once these areas are covered, we typically get the best results when decisions are made by those closest to the work. So the people in the trenches are the ones who really have more input than the people in the front office. For people to drive excellence in an organization, they need to own the results. They need to take pride in the fruits of their labor. And it's much easier to own the results when people can influence the outcome. And as Dave, Captain L. David Marquette wrote in Turn the Ship Around, he says, the first step in changing the genetic code of any organization or system is delegating control or decision-making authority as much as comfortable 
and then adding just a pinch more. And the next subject of that is standards of excellence are applied consciously and consistently. And I think with that, before we go into this third version, we're going to stop and take a quick break and go back to Voice America, and we'll come right back and talk more about how excellence has lost its meaning. Back to you, Voice America. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Genie Z60 slash 37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60 slash 37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back. And today we are talking about why excellence has lost its meaning. And I think every rental company tries to strive for excellence in every transaction that takes place. And so we've talked already about there's no gap between leadership words and behaviors. And we also talked about every employee feels responsible for excellence. So let's move on now to 
standards of excellence are applied consciously and consistently. And there's another quote says, excellence is in the next five minutes or nothing at all. So said Tom Peters in the book, Tribe of Mentors. It's a a great book and it's full of inspiring ideas. So here's, here's an example. When Bill Walsh took over the San Francisco 49ers in 79, they were a dismal 2-14 and and the worst team in the NFL. Three years later, they won the Super Bowl. And to me, this really sounds like the New Orleans Saints, especially after Katrina when we bounced back. But anyway, despite a miraculous transformation, there was no miracle epiphany. There was no one major change that led to this turnaround. It was the compilation of thousands of seemingly minor changes. You see, Walsh implemented standards of performance. He instilled discipline and excellence into every moment. Plays were graded down to the inch. Players could not sit down on the practice field. Sportsmanship, cleanliness, and teamwork were primary focuses. And as Ryan Holiday describes in his book, Ego is the Enemy, these seemingly simple but exacting standards mattered more than some grand vision or power trip. In his eyes, if the players took care of the details, the score takes care of itself. And the winning would happen. And I think in thinking about that, I believe we've all seen some rental companies with this, you know, I guess a similar turnaround. But how do you do that? Do you, does the manager ever go and spend time with each person in the supply chain of his uh, branch or organization to really measure those inches, if you will, to see how they're doing uh, from delivery and equipment preparation and equipment instruction and helping with telephone calls and the like. So have you developed a standards of performance for your rental company? You know, it it could make a difference to a customer. Most of us consider excellence as some future goal, something that we aspire to achieve someday. But excellence isn't an outcome, it's a process. Imagine your standards as a physical bar. You set it at a certain height, and that's the level of expectation for both your performance and that of others. But the bar is rarely fixed. Each action brings the potential to either raise it or lower it. Each choice can either raise or lower those standards for the next time. Sometimes, lowering our standards is necessary. Occasionally, we need to lower the bar to meet a conflicting trade-off. But while it may be unavoidable, it should never be unintentional. Because unlike, excuse me, because unless it's recognized as an intentional departure, it's unlikely that it'll ever be corrected in the future. Most companies that fall into quality issues don't get there in one large jump. 
It happens in many small decisions that begin to compound. It happens when each time the bar drops, it normalizes at that new level. When behaviors happen that lower your standards, are they corrected or allowed to continue for next time? This is typically how you lose customers. If people make commitments, even for seemingly trivial requests, do they follow through? Before an employee requests someone's help, did they at least try to figure it out on their own? Can you see quality and professionalism in everything that people develop, even internal emails, for example? Is punctuality or tardiness the norm for meetings? Are meetings structured and useful or pointless wastes of people's time? When people disagree on a topic, is there a healthy debate or unprofessional squabbling? While meeting punctuality and email professionalism may seem like very minor issues, they're frequently indicative of a much greater problems within an organization. If the bar has been lowered for these items, what else has it been lowered for? Certainly not for customer service. We're either holding up our standards or starting to fall below them. And as a great historian, Will Durant wrote in his 1926 book, The Story of Philosophy, and frequently misquoted to Aristotle, excellence is an art won by training and habituation. We do not act rightly because we have virtue or excellence, but rather have these because we have acted rightly. These virtues are formed in a man by doing his actions. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. Is it a habit in your organization? Check it out. And now, measurements incentivize the right behavior. Talked about this before. What gets measured gets managed. Written by Peter Drucker in his 19... 54 book, The Practice of Management. And while he's right, as he so often is, many companies have ignored Drucker's concept and turned this into the false corollary of what can't be measured isn't worth managing, which is a problem because many of the things that are easy to measure aren't indicative of a culture of excellence. It's easy to measure clicks and attention. It's much more difficult to measure work that has a meaningful impact. It's easy to measure the size of someone's social network. It's more difficult to measure the depth of a relationship. Yeah, chargeable hours, third quality, quarterly ROI, minimum specification requirements are all easy things to measure, but none of them drive a culture that's built on excellence. Worse, prioritizing these areas can incentivize people to sacrifice quality in pursuit of superficial metrics. 
If you're focused on minimizing impact to this week's schedule, you're less likely to test a long-term process improvement. If you're going to be rewarded for how many problems you solve, you're not incentivized to keep your projects running smoothly in the first place. And if you're solely measured on meeting your individual performance goals, there's little reason to help out your neighbor or invest time in coaching or developing others. The best indicator of how people will perform is what they're incentivized to do. And unless incentives align the interests of individuals to the interests of the group as a whole, they're working against the company's performance. What behaviors truly matter to your organization? Are your measurements incentivizing people towards those behaviors or away from them? Can we only focus on what's easy to measure? We drive focus away from the areas that are not, which is just about everything that matters. And the last area is you have to build a culture of excellence. There's a great quote that says, excellence is doing ordinary things extraordinarily well. So before we jump into this last section, let's just go back and think about, you know, the segments that we've talked about, about there's no gap between leadership, words, and behavior. The old, I wouldn't ask anyone to do anything I wouldn't do myself routine. Uh, there's also every employee feels responsible for excellence. That certainly is an important one along the way that uh, that we've chatted about. And we just finished wrapping up measurement incentivizes the right behavior. And it's the behavior, you know, that pretty much starts at the top and flows through and see how the rest of the team works to make your company uh, in search of excellence. Remember that book from many, many moons ago? Uh, probably only a handful of us are still around. I remember that when it when it came out years ago. So uh, with that, before we get into building a culture of excellence, let's take another quick break and we will jump back and wrap up this section before we go into a whole new topic of vulnerability. With that, I'm going to jump back to Voice America. Thank you. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions, too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit GenieLift.com. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. 
You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And welcome back. And today we are talking about excellence, something that I think every company strives for in the equipment industry. And we're talking about uh, why excellence has lost its meaning. And uh, there are four ways to build a culture of quality in everything that you do. And uh, we've covered subjects such as there's no gap between leadership words and behaviors, and every employee feels responsible for excellence, and standards of excellence are applied consciously and consistently, and measurements incentivize the right behavior. And so the last section of this excellence thing is building a culture of excellence. And I quoted at the last break, excellence is doing ordinary things extraordinarily well. So when we consider why people act the way they do, we tend to look at their personality. We look at their individual values and principles and concoct a story that explains their behaviors. Yet this often ignores the impact of situational pressures. While people will be driven by their own intrinsic values, they're also heavily driven by their surrounding environment, for better or worse. I firmly believe that the large majority of people who show up at work each day looking to do great work and make a positive impact, it's then up to management to make sure that they have an environment to be successful. Many companies have recently come out with empowerment initiatives, programs designed to encourage people to take ownership and perform high-quality work. Yet I can't help but wonder if the only reason that these companies need to empower people is because they've previously disempowered them. Put another way, how would you feel if someone t- 
told you that they were going to empower you. The good news is that if I'm right, and most people want to deliver excellent work, the act of encouraging is less about motivating people and more about avoiding behaviors that will demotivate them. Make sure leadership consistently demonstrates the company vision. Drive ownership and decision-making to the working level. Apply standards of excellence consistently and consciously. And make sure that measurements and incentives reinforce the right behaviors. None of that is complicated, but it does require intent. It requires hard choices. And most importantly, it requires that we stop thinking of excellence as a consequence and start seeing it as a prerequisite. It requires that we make quality a mindset that influences every alternative that we consider before any decision or any action until it becomes a defining characteristic of everything that we do. So, with all that, how is your excellence factor? Are you looking now at standards of performance for your operation? All these things are very important. So, why is excellence so important? The answer to me is to keep your customer base intact. Do you feel like your customer base or even part of it may be vulnerable? Are you protecting those relationships? I think you could be vulnerable at any time and probably not by your particular actions, but unfortunately by some other team member unbeknownst to you. And so vulnerability in relationships is what we're going to talk about now and the ultimate power move. Controlling the problem means you control the solution. Vulnerability sounds like truth and feels like courage. Truth and courage aren't always comfortable, but they're never weakness. Who are the most interesting people you know? Think about it. The people you find fascinating always have something to say. They're interesting and engaging. If they share an opinion, it's informed. They don't spew uninformed thoughts or download their list of complaints. Before they speak, they have clearly thought, read, or examined the issue. People who take on interesting projects step outside the box and try something new are the ones who are actually fascinating. But we are drowning in conformity. But, but why? It's, it's kind of an easy answer. We lack the ability to be vulnerable. At its core, vulnerability is showing exactly who you are to the world. No holes barred. It's an act of creativity. It's an expression that does not fear the repercussions of other people's actions. It is brave because it is original. So what vulnerability looks like? 
This is a little out the box, but a friend of mine was sitting in a business lunch at a bar many years ago. A girl across the room caught his eye, and she looked back at him. He felt an immediate connection, but had no reason to interact. He couldn't interrupt his meeting to go talk to her. He turned his focus back to the meeting until she suddenly realized, until he suddenly realized she was standing at the edge of his table. She handed him her business card and smiled and said, call me. They've been happily married for a very long time. Now that is vulnerability, putting yourself out there, not knowing what the outcome will be. And more importantly, not caring. To be vulnerable is to go for it. You might be a fool, make a fool of yourself. You may crash and burn, but it's the most beautiful thing you can be. And I think this comes really in the area of, of our inside and outside people being vulnerable to questions asked by customers and having the right response to them to make sure that they hold on to the businesses in hand. So here are some, some of the keys to practicing vulnerability. Number one, admitting your flaws. One of the worst personal qualities is when someone pretends to be something they're not. We all know the type. They tell you how amazing they are, no matter the subject. A much more powerful quality is humility, which requires self-awareness. It's hard to be attracted to someone who's telling you how perfect they are. False self-assurance always rises to the surface. In relationships, you simply can't keep up the facade long-term. Honesty is hot. False bravado is a turnoff every time. Next, taking responsibility. There are no more attractive quality than someone who takes responsibility for their own problems. It literally exudes power. When you say, I'm not perfect, I'm dealing with this issue, but I am handling it, you take complete control. There is a powerful sense of attraction to people who handle their own stuff. Nothing is worse than listening to someone explain how they are a victim. Becoming personally responsible for everything that happens in your world requires real self-acceptance. And knowing yourself on that level is incredibly attractive. Next, be honest. Whether you are feeling positive or negative, in a particular situation, honesty is always attractive. If someone hurts your feelings, don't just smile and let it go. Let them know. That's the path to resentment. Being brave in relationships requires you to be honest about how you're feeling and believing that being yourself is enough. People who love you 
will care how you feel. Relationships built on a strong foundation of honesty are the only ones that ultimately survive, especially in the equipment rental industry. You simply can't hide the truth for very long. If you are unhappy, say it sooner rather than later. Any other path is just trying to control the outcome. And the truth is, you can hold off reality for a little while, but it will eventually all come crashing down around you. And it's probably never been more true than in our industry today. So before I go into the last one, <laughs> let me take our last break and uh, jump back to Voice America for our last break. Thank you. us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Rental Equip Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to Rental Equip Talk Radio at gmail.com. 
That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And thank you for joining me today. And uh, we have been talking in the last segment about vulnerability and relationships, uh, the ultimate power move. We talked about what vulnerability looks like, and we included things like uh, admitting your flaws, and uh, we talked about being honest and a number of other things. And the last one that I wanted to cover was something that says, show your love. You have to put it all on the line. Someone has to be the first one to say, can we do business together? And that's so hard. The fear that your feelings will not be reciprocated is real. But in this world, bravery is rewarded. You may not win in every situation, but if you stay at home watching Netflix with all your emotions bottled up, you're not going anywhere. Be brave. It's so hard. You may say the words and hold your breath, but whatever the response, you will always know you loved and lived in a sense of pure emotional truth. I can assure you the quality of your relationships is directly correlated to the amount of vulnerability both you and your customer exhibit. Being the real, unabashed, unafraid version of yourself is the path to everything great. So have the difficult conversation. Show your flaws. Share your faults. Take full responsibility for the person you and your company are in all your glorious imperfections, because that is your superpower. So as people in the trenches go out and call on people day after day after day, they're working to earn the customer's business and build a relationship with them long term. And if there are vulnerable parts of your organization, the sooner you get them out there, the better and the quicker you have a chance to overcome them, quite frankly. So that's kind of what was on my mind for today, but a few other things that I just want to uh, mention. Also, I uh, want to thank all the manufacturers who support this industry. This is their season, so to speak, uh, to show their goods uh, from the nationals like United and Hurt. Uh, to have their own trade shows to uh, CRA and ARA and upcoming Con Expo. Thank you uh, to all the people, the marketing people, the salespeople for making this uh, these events work because I know it takes you time away from your family, uh, the travel. I'm sure at this time of year it gets a little bit weary for you. And uh, it's we appreciate you working so hard to keep us up to date on products that you have available and what's uh, what's new and just a side note of that how, how was your ARA show I'd love for you to write and tell me about some of your experiences some of the new things that you saw along the way that really enticed you to uh, to maybe bring them into your rental organization and uh, so send me a note rental equip talk radio at gmail.com I'd love to have the feedback so we can talk about it in the future uh, anyway Next week, 
my guest will be a gentleman by the name of Terrence Weber. Uh, I spent some time with Terrence at the ARA show. He's the CEO of U.S. Aerials in New York. And we're going to take on a subject I've never talked about on the show before because I never had the opportunity to. But we're going to talk about minority business enterprises and competing in the marketplace. And ladies, you may want to tune into this also. So remember, you can always listen on demand after the show. And I hope some of the issues discussed today either helped or provoked some questions for the success of your business, which is all I ever try to do. And don't forget about my book, Screw You. The comeback is always stronger than the setback. And if you'd like to be a guest or suggest a subject on the show, just give me a shout and let me know. Uh, I've got two different quotes today. The first one is excellence is never an accident. It is the result of high intention, sincere effort, intelligent direction, skillful execution, and the vision to see obstacles as opportunities. And another one that I just saw on LinkedIn the last day or so that I thought was really pretty cool because as we talk about excellence, we talk about getting better at our craft. And it simply said, every time you learn, you increase in value. And there's a big picture of Peyton Manning behind it. And we all know the success that he has had with it. So uh, in closing, as always, uh, it's been my honor to spend this time with you. I am Donald Charbonnet, your host and the diehard of the rental industry, signing off. And remember, don't waste a day because you never know what's around the corner. So be safe and good renting. And I look forward to being with you guys next week with my guest, Terrence Weber, with U.S. Aerials and talking about minority business enterprises. Back to you, Voice America. Have a great week, folks. Thank you for tuning in to Rental Equip Talk Radio. Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week. We'll be right back.